Hey there, Diet Rioter, Alyssa here. I just wanted to sneak in real quick and let you know that the doors to our exclusive Diet Rioters membership are opening again super soon. And we want you, yes, you, to get on the waitlist now so you don't miss it. Click the link in the show notes below to join the waitlist. Trust me, you're not going to want to miss this because we are giving away a free gift worth $99 to those who sign up for your membership within the first 48 hours. So it is crucial to be on that waitlist and make sure you get our emails right away. We can't wait to have you inside the membership getting all the support, education, and encouragement you need to continue on your food freedom journey for a super affordable price. Okay, now back to the show. Hey, 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 Diet Riders. Welcome back to another episode of the Diet Ride Podcast. I'm Alyssa Miller. I'm Brooke Miller. We're both, We're both dietitians. <laughs> My turn. Yeah, right. Damn it. We can't even get, like, we're getting worse at it is what's happening. <laughs> It's so hard when we're not in person. It's so true. Like the little movements you don't realize like in person, whatever. We're both dietitians, both moms. You guys get it. We'll skip it because today is going to be a quick episode of basically a big rant. I can't For those of you who don't know and didn't see it, I commend you and I do not recommend going looking for it, but Jillian Michaels put up an IGTV on her Instagram all about intuitive eating. Well, I won't even say that. It's not all about intuitive eating. It is her brief analysis of one (laughs) blog post that she was reading in the moment of how she feels about intuitive eating. Yeah. Um, Gosh. Okay. So I just, I gotta go back to our biggest loser days of Jillian Michaels. And she was just always so rude to people like, yeah, move your asses. You're such, (laughs) oh gosh. I just, I did not love her personality to begin with. Bob was always much nicer to the people, (laughs) the contestants. Um, but yeah, so let's just jump into it. We are going to say a few quotes from her interpretation of what intuitive eating means to her. And then we are going to demolish what she said. So (laughs) let's start here. Quote from Jillian Michaels. I think intuitive eating is like a psychological mindset type of thing. Jillian Michaels, you don't know shit. She admits she's never read the book. She has no idea that it was written by two dietitians. She has no idea it's a framework. She literally read one blog post from a woman who she assumes has an eating disorder, had an eating disorder, was much ridiculed throughout her life, and was demonized by diet culture, and that normal people cannot relate to this at all. So she didn't even do the research to see, oh, is this a book? Oh, it was written by two registered dietitians with master's degrees. She did zero research. So Wait, I'm sorry, when is- you have a platform of a million people, you need to do some research. Isn't a million? That's insanity. Yeah, it's gross. Okay, this is what drives me nuts about her because it is so obvious to me how little education she has. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I went back and looked up to see how much education she has, and she has a high school diploma. <laughs> That's it. No, like, bachelor's degree, second degree, master's degree, any degrees at all, especially in nutrition. Now that doesn't mean that you're not smart. You're not a smart human. Yeah, for sure. 
But the point here is, is that she literally has no nutrition education. She doesn't even have scientific education in any capacity where she understands research. She understands science. She understands physiology. She has like a few certifications for fitness specifically um, or some, I think she does have one like nutrition certification. So -hmm. just a reminder... The difference between a nutritionist and a dietitian, not all nutritionists suck, but they absolutely can. Dietitians have to go through at least right now four years of an undergrad program, then 1,500 hours of a supervised practice, then sit for our boards and keep up with continuous education. So much more goes into becoming a dietitian than literally my dog can claim they're a nutritionist and I could not legally get in trouble. That's freaking insane. So there's no credentialing. Okay. And this just came across to me so obvious when you heard her talking about it because it's like, oh my God, you literally don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Like literally do not because she, the way she talks about it is so flippant and so Mm -hmm. like as if this blog post is the book, like read the book, read the entire book. Yes. And And if you're going to do an analysis on it, great. Like all, like all the more power to you, whoever you are, but like do your research. Like she doesn't even literally know how to do research. She's reading a blog on the internet that's basically there to just like scrape the surface of like, hey, is this something you're interested in? If Mm -hmm. so, learn more. She's not coming to it with an open mind at all. She's already against it. And she literally sits there as if she's the expert where she's posed against two dietitians who have actually done years, decades even of Mm -hmm. research. And she's just like flippantly being like, I don't agree with that. That's not right. That's totally wrong. Jillian, who the F are you to tell us it's wrong? Literally a celebrity trainer. I love her quote where she said, I just, I just don't really understand this. This is just, it's intense and hostile. I was like, bitch, please. Are you kidding? Are you kidding that you're not intense and hostile to people? Like, let's go back and watch you on Biggest Loser and see how intense and hostile you are and mean to contestants. Okay, let's move on to another quote. She goes, I don't even understand these references. That was a direct quote. I don't even understand these references. First of all, she's she's talking about the Last Supper mentality. Yes. And she's like, I'm not religious. I don't know what Jesus ate. Yes. She doesn't even understand. So for those of you who are listening, I'm not laughing that someone doesn't understand it. I'm laughing that someone doesn't understand it, but still has the audacity to get on the internet and talk as if they're the expert. That's what I'm laughing at. I just want to be super clear because I, at one point, had no idea what the Last Supper mentality was. I had no idea what intuitive eating is. Like we're all learning, growing, changing, exploring, whatever. But like this is where when diet culture meets intuitive eating and they just want to like bulldoze through it because they're making money throughout the entire thing. She's plugging herself. She's talking about her programs. Mm -hmm. She's talking about why this won't work. She's saying it won't work because, you guys, she can't make money off of it. She can't make money off of it. If she could, she would. Let me tell you. And there are some influencers out there right now making money off, like, key terms or, like, uh, what are those called? Like, terms, basically. Flexible dieting. Yeah. Like, Intuitive eating Listen to your body. Yeah, which is Mm -hmm. bullshit. It's all bullshit. And yet people are trying to make money off of it. Oh, that's a whole nother rant episode, let me tell you. But so the last supper mentality is the mentality of I'm going on a diet tomorrow, so I might as well eat as much as I can tonight. And that is exactly what we saw in Biggest Loser. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Literally, 
they would have video and I totally confess I used to watch it. I used to actually love the show. Like it entrenched me. I like loved watching Same. it. Okay. Like Same. we've talked about this actually. It. We have yeah. an episode about Biggest Loser. So go back and listen to that. But it's you saw them. You were able to like watch the video of them before they were going on the ranch. And they had these huge parties where they were eating a ton of food and they were getting sick. And they literally would say things like, well, I can't have this, so I might as well eat it now. That is literally the last supper mentality. And yet she doesn't even know what it is. And she witnessed <laughs> it. Yes. So then she it. goes, I don't fully understand. But yes, fad diets, abandon them. They don't work. So she straight up is like, diets don't work. And then... The quote that like boiled my blood more than anything. Oh, people in a size 16 are not healthy. They cannot yep. be happy. They can, yep. or cannot be healthy. I'm like healthy. Yeah. Do you? Okay. Cause I know several people that were a size 16 and are very healthy. They yeah. exercise, they eat fruits and vegetables, they drink water, they have a healthy relationship with food in their body. They're confident. Do you know how many people I know that are in a size zero and have a very very unhealthy relationship with food and body and yeah. you know disordered eating it's like Jillian you cannot look at one person in their pant size and 100% determine like you haven't looked at their blood labs you don't know what their totally. glucose is what their cholesterol is because again there are people in a size 16 body you run their blood work perfect you look at their blood pressure their heart rate everything's great they can keep up in workout classes like that does your size itself, your pant size does not determine your health. She clearly has no idea. She even rolled her eyes at like this concept of health at every size. She's like, you're a 16, you're not healthy. And we yep. probably should put a trigger warning on this entire episode beforehand. <laughs> we should like redo that intro because, um, I mean, this is triggering these numbers. She was flippantly throwing out there. This can be very, very triggering for women. And I want you to all know that like a size 16 is very normal. A size 16 is very normal. You can what's absolutely the average, be healthy. What's the I average size? Average, I think it's 16 or 18. I think it's 12 or 14 or something. I don't know, yeah. but around there, like whatever so the average is. size person yeah. is in this size body. And so, yeah. um, she, she, it, she did say she didn't even understand what health at every size meant. And it was like very apparent when she's throwing around one specific size and saying that those people 100% are not healthy because mm -hmm. I'm almost a size 16. And I, Jillian, I can guarantee you I'm healthy. Like, well, stop. and the whole, the whole idea first, I mean, even just like, let's back up even from there. Let's say, let's say on some random realm of this planet, we could determine health based on size. Mm -hmm. Do you know how many, like if I were to buy 15 pairs of jeans from 15 different places at a Amen. size 16, they're bullshit, they're going to fit everyone at a size 16. Like you are, yes. you tell me, you show me one woman who feels like they are one size, no matter what store they walk into. Like Thank you. that idea of trying to use a size is absurd and like absurd. completely demeaning. Yeah. It's, it's unbelievably, and again, another indication that she is 0% scientific in her entire life. Like, the mm -hmm. fact that she thinks sizes have anything to do with it. Like, at least if she would have used a weight, it would be like, okay, well, at least that's an objective number. 16 right. is like, you yeah. go Old Navy, a 16 is totally different than a 16 at, I don't American know, Eagle. where else do people shop? Thank I you. I don't know. Yeah, like the gap. <laughs> I can't think of any. The gap, you work yes. there. Hollister. Oh, yeah. Um, Remember yeah. That? No, it's, but it's true. Every oh, it's so pant crazy. size and brand is different. I mean, I have pant sizes that range from like eight different sizes. And mm -hmm. it's like, you just, you don't know. And then totally. back another trigger warning, she talked about um, 
She said, don't skip meals. Eating snacks is important, but you need to be eating. She said, most women need to be eating 1,200 calories a day, <laughs> and women should never exceed 1,600 calories a day. I was like, Oh, she bitch, said that? I missed that part. Bitch, bitch. please. <laughs> bitch, please. Could you, do you guys want to see me eat 1,600 calories a day and see <laughs> nope, how nope, moody nope, I am? Nope. Because I don't want to. No, no one in their goddamn like right mind wants to see me starving. Like it's not pleasant. I'm not a pleasant person. I'm all wound up now and I'm fed. I just ate a cupcake for goddamn. <laughs> but you guys she the the things that just kept dripping out of her mouth were were painful to listen to as an educated dietitian and so we're so ramped up right now not because I don't know how to say this not because she like hurt our feelings or like attacked us personally because I don't give a shit what she thinks of me I really truly don't but the fact of the matter is is that she didn't even look at it objectively she literally was going by it point by point on the video flippantly as if it was something she could understand I mean no one even Brooke and I we've talked about no one can understand intuitive eating and truly grasp it until you've put it into place for months Mm -hmm. until you've done the research until you've read the research and she clearly doesn't do any of that she hasn't even looked at her own goddamn research of biggest loser look at the research that happens there their outcomes are pissed oh she talked about it especially when you're using oh she was very careful of the way she explained it and she compared it to other people and this is the thing that stresses that frustrates me is She's even, the only thing she's focused on is weight, that mm-hmm. sizes, weight, that's all she cares about. When you look at the research of the people's mm-hmm. resting metabolism, it went yes. down. They are burning less energy just sitting at rest because of all the damage that has been done to their body. So that's the type of research that I'm more concerned about. That's what I care about. And she just skipped over it because all she sees is numbers on a scale. That's all she sees to determine worth. And it's so evident in this video. It's so evident in the way she talks about it. And it <laughs> drove me id insane and it what okay and the other thing that she kept talking about was how like she talked about how it was contradictory right like Mm -hmm. at the end of the video when she got to like honor your health or gentle nutrition she's like that's in she said direct opposition to the whatever rule of unconditional permission to eat and she has no idea what unconditional permission to eat is i wrote an entire paragraph about it (laughs) because literally her idea her her thought is that humans are generally like if you give them unconditional uh, permission to eat they're going to binge and binge and binge and binge and, and, binge and there's never going to be a stop and the problem with that is is because in her world in diet culture world that is true because they're not given unconditional permission to eat mm-hmm. so when they do give themselves permission they know it's not unconditional so when they've given permission then they will binge because they know that is going to be revoked tomorrow. It's the last supper concept. It's clearly a a methodology or a part of intuitive eating she truly does not grasp and understand because when you give yourself unconditional permission to eat, it takes away those feelings of restriction. And once you take away those feelings of restriction over time, habituation, that's where you can start including the gentle nutrition and feel safe around food because you know it's not going away. It's not going away. Yeah, and the crazy Ooh. thing about it was she said it's it's called self-control. The goal is to not <laughs> eat an entire bag of candy bars. She said you should never give yourself unconditional permission to eat food, but you shouldn't really beat yourself up over it. Don't eat an entire piece don't eat an entire pizza and soda. She like doesn't believe that gentle nutrition exists. She believes mm-hmm. that 
she believed what unconditional permission to eat is, is that you literally eat whatever you want, whenever you want, you feel like shit and you don't care and you're ignoring those signals. She doesn't understand that unconditional t permission to eat means I'm allowing myself permission to eat, but I'm paying attention. So if I eat three pieces of pizza and I don't feel good, I need to listen to my body and stop. She doesn't understand mm -hmm. that that's part of it. And that is part of it. Yeah. And a lot of times when we start intuitive eating, we do kind of overeat and binge. And then we realize like, oh, whoa, I don't feel good when I eat like four cupcakes. So I'm going to eat one. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to eat it slow. And then I'm going to move on with no guilt or shame. She doesn't think that that exists. She thinks it's either you're eating everything in sight, you're binging, you're binging on everything, um, and you have no self-control is what she said. Mm -hmm. um, but she doesn't understand that permission to eat doesn't mean that you eat everything in sight all the time. It's, it's that you're allowed right. to eat it, but you listen to your body. And of course, if we eat the things that she labeled as bad, like if we eat pizza and soda all day, every day, like we wouldn't feel good. We wouldn't have energy. We wouldn't want to keep doing mm -hmm. that every meal for every day. She doesn't mm -hmm. understand that. It's the it's the nuances that you can't understand by reading one intro blog post um, in general. I mean, mm -hmm. literally, that it's two or three lines of each principle of intuitive eating. And she was just riffing off of it like she understood it, and, and she doesn't. And she doesn't even have the, scienti the scientific wherewithal to understand it if she was reading it. You know, I think there are people potentially out there who could read it and go, oh, okay, this makes sense. I need to learn more. And she's not one of them, obviously. And I think this is she's literally the queen of diet culture, like literally the queen of diet culture because she can't make money off of intuitive eating. And she cannot understand the idea of giving her clients or giving people who work with her control over themselves. She needs to be in control. She's a freaking control freak. I mean, you watch Biggest Loser. You knew that about her. She was controlling every little thing. She also got busted for giving people caffeine pills for for Biggest Loser because yep. they weren't working out enough or they were too tired or whatever. I mean, she that was is giving them the epitome of diet culture to say, oh, my body's hungry, too bad workout. Oh, my body's tired, too bad workout. Oh, my hormones are freaking out. Oh, too bad workout. I mean, that is literally, and just in general, her is clearly the scope of her world is it's more important to look thin and look like the thin ideal than it is to have a relationship with people or to spend time with people even like so in a few episodes or a few videos after that she did one about diets I think it was called like diets don't work mm -hmm. what my thoughts on that um she said it's like a saying people keep saying and she's like yes I get on board with like fad diets don't work absolutely but then she like went into this story first of all she called this she called nutrition the simple science of nutrition which right, right there gives you a red flag that she doesn't know what the F she's talking about. Nutrition is not a simple science. No. <laughs> not at all. Um, anyways, but she goes into this like story of one of her biggest loser con um, competitors. Like they went home to be with family and yada, yada, yada. And basically the end result of what I gathered from what she said was it's more important to take care quote, quote, of yourself, which she means lose weight than it is to spend time with your family or to like, build relationship with people. I mean, she made that very, very clear that that was what was more important. Mm -hmm. And I realize Biggest Loser is like a competitive show, like they're trying to win. But Jillian Michaels didn't get anything if they won. She didn't get money. Maybe she got invited back to be another trainer, but she was there for long enough. It was just insane. It was absolutely insane to watch her try to dismantle something she knows nothing about. I think it showed how ignorant she was is currently mm -hmm. is and how little 
scientific evidence she has for anything that she claims. Well, it's funny because she goes, well, yeah, all bodies deserve respect. Agree. And then she said, you're still a good person if you're a size 16, but you're not healthy. And I'm like, by you (sighs) saying that you're not respecting all bodies at all. Like she has such bad fat phobia. It's so apparent. Yeah. Um, And then, yeah, she said emotional eating, of course, like a lot of us binge eat because we're not dealing with um, our emotions and we need therapy, Um, which, yeah, she like agreed with all of that. And then she, I love the study she pointed out. She goes, you know, 95% of people who go on diets, they gain all the weight back or more. So, Mm -hmm. okay. And then she goes, but only 65% of people on Biggest Loser gained all of the weight back or more. 65%. And keep in mind, like out of that 45, she didn't label, they could have been like five pounds under their start weight. And that's like, they could have been anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, you don't even know. And then one girl ended up with an eating disorder from it. And I, I mean, totally understand how she ended up with an eating disorder. I think I probably would. One that we know about. (laughs) One that we know of. Yeah. Um, and so and she just kept saying, I, like I was on a verge of just like being disordered in my eating, just watching. I know. Show. And then she said, and this is, she goes, 95% of people fail on diets because it's hard and people just don't know how to eat less and move more. She said, that's it. And you need to go to therapy. And then she's like, it's not Lord. as simple as working Lord. on your, I was like, girl, what? Like, what? Well, then she compared she compared this whole idea of the unconditional permission to eat to would you give yourself unconditional permission to, to do drink drugs <laughs> or to smoke yeah. to put uh, money on a credit card? And here's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. In a sense, I would. In a because sense, I, I trust would. myself. A, exactly. Well, shaming doesn't work. Right. Mm-hmm. Like we know that shaming ourselves out of things doesn't work. Guilt doesn't work, which is exactly her tactics. Top of the road yep. is her tactics or her tactics. But also like, yes, if you restrict somebody and say, hey, your budget is twelve dollars. OK, you're going that instantly makes you want to spend the money. This is oh, true. Yes. Human nature has been studied. Same thing with alcohol. You would only have one drink. Well, guess what? I wasn't even going to drink. But now that you told me I can only have one drink, now I'm going to have that one drink. And then I'm going to sit there thinking about a second until Mm -hmm. I do it. And then I'm going to have a third. And it's the same thing with food around the exact same way. And by the way, okay, food, and this is why nutrition is not a simple science, as she puts it. (laughs) Food is not a freaking like poison, like if this, then that situation, whereas alcohol is literally poisoning your blood. Not to say I don't drink it, not to say it's not worth it, but it's literally the causation is there. Food, the research is not there to say if you eat a cheeseburger, you're going to have a heart attack tomorrow Mm -hmm. or even somewhere close. So the idea that she's comparing those two things is not apples to apples. It's not even apples to oranges. It's not even fruit. Okay. Right. It's two totally different things. Same thing with credit cards. Like that is not even in the same realm. But to her point, yeah, I would give people unconditional permission because if they feel the impact of drinking too much and they have a hangover the next day, they go, hey, maybe tonight I shouldn't drink so much. But if you tell someone who's about to turn 21 or, you know, if you're underage drinking or whatever, don't drink too much, you're going to get a hangover. Don't drink too much. Don't drink too much. Don't drink too much. You think they're going to play by that rule? No, they need to experience what drinking too much feels like so that potentially they wouldn't do it again. Mm -hmm. This is all from our tiny, minute learning moments of eating and drinking and smoking or whatever that looks like. It's like that old age thing of like, 
oh, you want to smoke? Teenager, here, smoke an entire pack of cigarettes. How do you feel? Like, it's that feeling of like, you need to learn how these things interact with your body, how it makes you feel. By the way, smoking, it people don't do it because it feels good long term. People right. do it because there is it, there's an actual addiction, which mm-hmm. we know and we've talked about the studies proving food addiction are completely inaccurate and it's actually more to do with restriction mm-hmm. and going into that restriction binge cycle than it is about actually the food being addicted. Right. Oh my god. Absolutely. Yeah. And then when oh, I just sorry. have to touch on her fitness thing as the last part part. But oh yeah. She said there are forms of fitness that show faster results. So you need to be doing them unless you hate it, but only if you mm-hmm. absolutely hate it. And then if you absolutely hate it, <sighs> get off the fucking couch and do something. That was it. It was like yep. move in some way only if you hate exercise. But if you if you think exercise is okay, you need to follow all of my strict guides because I know how to give you the best body the fastest way. And it's like, well, and this came That's right after, not- I mean, the recommendation in intuitive eating is, hey, move in a way move. that honors your body. Yeah. Move. How are you going to disagree with that? Like, no, move in a way that dishonors your body. Yeah. Like, I do. Okay. So I wanted to say there was like two things that I agreed with her in the whole thing. A, when she said, don't beat yourself up. I don't think she means it the same way we do. She but doesn't. We can but agree. Yes. <laughs> but we can agree that no one thinks it's a good idea to beat yourself up over anything. Yes. She went on to elaborate a little more to things I didn't agree with, but yeah. I'm going to put out a little positive. We're going to end on a little tiny positive of don't beat yourself up. Yeah. And then she said something else around the exercise. She said, everyone is different here. Mm-hmm. And I thought, Yes, Jillian, you are 100% correct. Some people love yoga. Some people hate yoga. Some people's bodies respond well when they go running. Some people's bodies freaking explode and ache for weeks. So yes, that is true. Now again, she went on to say things that I didn't agree with, but I wanted to pull out two quotes that I was like, okay, common ground. Okay, we can do this. So... Yeah. Yeah. I know. I think here's the thing. I think we're trying to get on the same playing field, but she just like, she doesn't understand. And then she's like, I get it's a pendulum. She's like, you guys are all over there. Like fuck diet culture. Let's be really unhealthy, (laughs) you know, fat and promote obesity. It's like, no, that's not actually what this is. It's just saying, right you are worthy and enough in any size body, but let's focus on health promoting behaviors. And she doesn't understand that that that's what, what we are doing as registered dietitians in the intuitive eating space. She just thinks that we're promoting obesity and telling everybody to eat Oreos all day and never eat a fruit or vegetable and never get off the couch or only do like gentle workouts. And it's like, Well, (laughs) and the thing that sucks about because, you know, when we've talked about this before in intuitive eating, it is kind of a pendulum of swinging. Like a lot of times the beginning is a lot of binging and like feeling uncomfortable and Mm -hmm. getting scared of how much you're eating. But here's the thing, Jillian. The reason why we have to have that part of the pendulum is because of the diet culture restricting bullshit that we've been through. If you haven't been through that, like give you an example of my little kids that I work with, you know, they don't have to go through that pendulum because we try to teach them from a young age or protect them rather from diet culture to a place where they can just be in the middle because that's where we're freaking born. We only need that crazy binge going crazy around food, can't control ourselves, feeling out of control, but still have unconditional permission to eat. Mm -hmm. We only need that because it's in direct opposition of your diet culture bullshit that you spew all the time. That's why it's there. Mm -hmm. 
it's not because that's where we think the middle is. And that was actually one other thing that we feel like I kind of agree with her is the answer is the middle. Yes, the answer is the middle. Mm-hmm. But you're not in the middle. Right. <laughs> she, she thinks she's, she's in, the, in middle. the middle, but she's not in the middle. <laughs> right. I think she's like, like take six way, steps back. She's like way yeah, over there and we're way over her queen, here. Man. And it's like, let's find some middle ground. I think we agree on yeah. some things like moving in a way that's fun. That feels good. Some small quotes. We agree that 95% of people who diet gain all the way back or more. I do like the fact <laughs> that she did bring that statistic in and she agreed with it. Yes. She straight up said, yeah. now she said it was because we're all lazy and don't have willpower. Because it's hard. Yeah. And it's hard. See, this um, is where she goes too far. That's where she goes too far. It's like, no, it doesn't work because it's designed to fail you. It's not that we're right. all just like incapable and have no willpower. But like, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't have the willpower, nor do I want the willpower to eat between 1,200 and 1,600 calories a day. I don't right. want that. That's not willpower yeah. I want in my life. I could do it. I would yeah. be an absolute miserable person. And it's like, it's not. Well, worth it's it. like my real. How long yeah. is that sustainable? It's not very long. <laughs> You're going to hit a breaking point, friends. Um, so, yeah, sorry this episode was a rant, but um, you guys all voted <laughs> on our Instagram stories that you, it was a 100% vote. Like 40 people said, we want you guys to cover this in an episode. So, yeah. That is that is where this came from. So thank you to all of our Instagram followers. You are the reason for this episode. Yeah, if you're not following us on Instagram, make sure to go check us out. It's at diet.rioters. We know for a fact that we have more listeners than we do Instagram followers. Yes. So head over there if you want daily tips, things to like cheer you up. We're getting into the reels game right now. It's super yes. fun. Um, some great information on over there. And don't forget in the show notes to sign up for our email list. You guys, the um, wait list or the doors are opening to our Diet Rioters membership soon. So you definitely want to get on that wait list. So we're going to drop that information um, in the show notes below for you. So you can check that out and make sure you're on that wait list. So you can join an awesome community of women all going towards the same thing. That's food, freedom, and that middle ground that we were talking about <laughs> um, and really learn how to do that in the long term. So check that out. And you want to be on the wait list because when we open the doors, the first 48 hours, if you sign up for a year of the membership, you will get our course for free, our $99 course for free for an awesome way to kickstart your journey. So yeah, and check that out. This membership is just, it's an affordable way to get access to two registered dietitians. And so we know with COVID going on, um, not everybody can afford one-to-one care or has the time to even like put into one-to-one work. And so we wanted a place where you can do the work on your own pace, but with the support of a community and of two dietitians. Yeah. All right, you guys. Thanks for listening. We will catch you next Tuesday. We will be in a better mood, happier, and less um, (laughs) aggressive next time. Less swearing, maybe. No promises. (laughs) See you later. Bye.